Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Okay, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I am Rick Hyland. I'm here with my very special guest, Paul Whedon. How are you today, Paul? I'm doing great, thanks, Rick. How are you? Great, great. Uh, awesome to be with you here today. I'm excited for our conversation about purpose and authenticity and how to handle stress as entrepreneurs and all those kind of good things. But before we get started on that, tell us a little bit about your background, your education, and uh, some of the things you do right now. Absolutely, yeah. Firstly, thanks for having me on, Rick, as well. I really appreciate the opportunity. So, yes, uh, I was lucky enough to kind of get a place in the uh, National Health Service, a temporary contract for about two years. Um, And then I went on to work in schools as a a school mental health counsellor after that, uh, as well as in private practice with um, uh, professionals in the City of London, um, as well as families and and, and young people. Um, Yes, school leavers and and that sort of thing as well. Um, What I really found was there were some common themes uh, around people's mental health, which seemed to kind of be very closely linked with lifestyle and um yeah kind of choices and lifestyle i found was like kind of seemed to be the underlying thing that no matter where people were from or or what they were doing um their their choices outside of work uh as well as inside of work often seem to have a a big impact on their on their mental health yeah Um, i'm excited to hear about that um let me ask you a question about mental health because that is a a big topic today as you know mm -hmm, Uh, you're in mm -hmm. the you're in the middle of the battle why was covid so detrimental to mental health. Do you have any insights there on on what's happened since and and what we can do about it? Sure, sure. So so I think um you know restriction of 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 freedom and and movement um is uh you know being being feeling confined and limited and not being able to spend time with one's loved ones, not being able to you know shake hands or hug people that we like and love. Um obviously had a I think had a huge effect on on everyone around the world um and i don't i don't know if that was expected or how long it's expected to go on for but um you know i've not met anyone who hasn't been affected in in terms of their mental health in that way yeah isn't that the truth and i know we'll get more into that too as it relates to entrepreneurs and their stress but let's talk Mm -hmm. about authenticity and purpose you write a lot about that first of all what are the benefits of uh living with purpose Sure. Yeah. So, um, um, well, I was going to say, um, a bit about, um, I think, you know, had I have had a coach and, uh, and some kind of, um, uh, you know, maybe a therapist or a wise, wise sage, uh, when I was younger, uh, I probably would have, I probably would have continued my pursuit of, uh, my interest in the music industry and writing, performing, producing music. Um, that became, you know, more and more challenging as I, as I sort of went into my twenties, I actually was kind of fortunate enough to kind of spend time with some quite fairly well-known professional musicians in my teenage years, um, which actually sort of went against me because I kind of saw the less glamorous side of the industry (laughs) and, you know, sort of, you know, sort of middle-aged and older guys sort of waking up on sofas in pubs, 
after you know kind of nights of drinking and stuff I was probably too young to be there. I was too young to be there legally and it kind of almost like put me off and I kind of thought I don't really want to be like these guys even though I would like to be a professional musician um so um I would say um in terms of purpose I think it's really it's it's really important to to know your values and sort of stay aligned with values which i think yeah. is is a lot easier said than done um you know as you get out into the world and we start you know the need to kind of um keep a certain amount of money coming in and to maintain a lifestyle and to then support children in many cases and and loved ones or husbands wives um becomes a, a, a you know really big pressure uh and i think you know authenticity and purpose in, in around the world kind of probably seems like a bit of a, a pipe dream and or a bit of a um you know decadent perhaps even kind of ideology which you know most people uh once they started earning money and kind of gets onto a career trajectory it becomes quite difficult i think to really to really do that unless you're very confident or you have the you know uh, a lot of support from those around you family in particular so living with uh, authenticity and purpose can bring that kind of confidence and clarity uh is that part of what you're saying there I think I think it can do I think at the beginning it's it's a lot easier said than done so yeah um so I've yeah I mean I've I've got um a free guide actually which are called six steps to living more authentically on purpose uh and the idea around that is that uh, tuning into your your values looking at what your values were when you're growing up um when you were very young when you were sort of leaving school and as an adult and then looking at what you're actually doing now and there's there's like a, a journal in there and a diary to kind of keep track of um how aligned you are with your your kind of current values and your your values as you were growing up um to help you kind of find out you know how how on track are you how far away are you from who the kind of person you want to be um so i think it's 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 actually i think it's quite hard to kind of without sort of really consciously unless you're very lucky and you've perhaps you know you've grown up in an environment where your parents have been very authentic and been aligned with their their purpose uh, and they're encouraging you to do the same you probably you know you're going to find that people are going to try and steer you towards safety comfort zone um you know sort of uh, consistent uh, income that kind of thing and there's nothing wrong with those things in fact you, you know you, you need them in fact to actually um to really thrive actually and if you look at maslow's hierarchy of needs i, I imagine that's something some of your listeners, listeners will be aware of you know he, he really does you know emphasize um you know sort of safety security uh, shelter um food um you know relationships all those things you know you can't really reach self actualization it's very hard to i imagine without having those things in place first so um but i think the benefits are are you know kind of feel waking up with enthusiasm feeling like mm-hmm. you've got you know limitless kind of energy and enthusiasm compared to how you you probably do when you're getting up and doing something you either don't care about or you're just doing it for the money mainly or you know you're you're making other people's lives better perhaps like your boss perhaps but it's not really having the kind of impact on the world you were hoping to have perhaps when you imagined who you're going to be when you're growing up um so yeah so i think it can it can bring a lot of and obviously the passion that you're going to bring with it yeah. others are going to pick up on that and then feel it and that's going to bring you know sort of um passion and and energy to their lives as well i think yeah i like those two words it brings more passion and enthusiasm energy okay so you alluded to this e guide it sounds like that mm. got some insights into my next question how how does one live 
with authenticity and purpose. Have you, have you, can you review those steps with us or a little bit on the how? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the first thing is we, we do is, is we look at um, when you were growing up, um, you know, what did you, what did you, what did you value? You know, what was important to you? Was it, you know, sports when you're very young, it's probably, you know, the, the toys and the kind of friends you like to play with. Um, but when you reach adolescence and sort of teenage years, it's often, you know, music, rock stars, movie stars, um, fashion, obviously different haircuts, you know, spending time with people you admire. Um, and we start to often, you know, have a fantasy about when I'm, when I'm a grown up, I'm going to be like so-and-so, right. And, uh, and in most cases that isn't what turns out because we, we, we change, we grow and when we're changing and growing, we're often being influenced by others who have other ideas and they're almost always well-intended. Uh, you know, family will say, well, it's, it's great that you want to be an actor or you want to be a, you know, a football player, whatever it is. And, and that's, you know, totally go for it. But I totally recommend that you get a day job as well. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, the reason for that is that you want, you're going to need some consistent income, right? To kind of fund your, your sport or your, um, or your, your, your creative interests. And also we don't want to support you sort of forever either. So it'd be good if you kind of did that, you know, as soon as possible, really. So then we sort okay. of say, you know, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to listen to mum and dad and whoever else is kind of maybe teachers even. Um, and then we, you know, over time we're doing that sort of, I guess it's the 2080 thing where you find yourself doing 80% of the, the thing that's bringing in money and paying your rent, your bills, your mortgage, things like that, paying for holidays. Um, and you end up doing maybe 20% of your, your perhaps passions, maybe your sport, maybe your, uh, maybe your creative interest. Uh, and then you find that you're, you're off, we're often very tired, don't we? And, uh, you know, we, people might say, you can come and play this weekend. You gonna, do you want to take, do you want to compete or do you want to perform? Uh, I do, but I don't think I've got the energy. Can I, can I do it next time? And over time, the gaps become bigger and bigger, right? Uh, and we see that so often. And then what replaces it is, in, in my experience with a lot of my clients and myself included is, is, is spending too much time watching things like Netflix or trawling, you know, YouTube, internet videos. Uh, probably we might, you know, let our health go. We might sort of find that we put on weight or eat less healthily. Um, maybe we, we, we drink too much alcohol at the weekends. We, we sleep too much at the weekend and probably don't get enough sleep in the week. Um, so kind of staying on track is, is actually much harder than it might seem. Um, and, you know, I've seen this, you know, have, I happen to say many people who are sort of well-intended over time, the sort of slippery slope becomes steeper. And also we get into the how we get into the sort of habits of spending time with certain types of people. We get habits of certain mindsets. Um, our comfort zone will try and keep us relatively small and safe as to protect us from feeling uncomfortable. And, you know, we'll find that the values that we were aligned with previously will just be in the rear view mirror. If you kind of, you know, if you imagine that analogy. So, um, yeah. I think having somebody on, on, on your, on our team, you know, like, like a lot of successful people do, they'll have a coach, they'll have a therapist often available around the clock, you know, they can call and say, I don't think I can do this interview. Uh, I don't think I can go on TV today. Or I don't feel I can sing today. Uh, and, and the coach will, and the therapist, all the therapists will kind of, you know, walk them through it and get them feeling, how, how do you want to feel about this? How do you want, how do you want to feel when you look back on this day? You know, how do you want the audience to, what do you want them to pick up on? What are the points you really want to make? 
Um, and that helps us to kind of get back, get away from our, ourselves, which is our self-consciousness is distracting us and making us feel small and insignificant or wanting us to feel safe. So, you know, our coach can kind of be like our sort of higher self, if you like, and kind of get us back in tune with our, our gut feelings and our passion, I think. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of what, what the booklet's about and, and also about what my course is about. Um, yeah, I love that. And I want to hear more about the course as well. But I just want to comment that I completely agree. Even the best athletes in the world, even individual sport athletes, have mm. coaches, men- mentors, right? And yeah. they, yeah. you know, the best golfers in the world, the, the best football players, et cetera, have coaches, but personally mm-hmm. and for the team. And even though those coaches may not be able to swing the club like they can, That's they right. can help. You know, they can help with yeah. their mental approach, so to speak. Uh, That's so I right. Love yeah, that. yeah. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah, it's interesting that point, actually, because, yeah, you, you're right. And, and sometimes you get people who are great teachers, like great singing teachers or great musical teachers or athletic teachers, but they can't actually sometimes do the thing as well as the people yeah. that they teach. But they can spot where, where people are off very well. And they can spot where the technique can, can be improved to make things easier, um, even though they might not be able to do it to the same standard as the person they're coaching, which is interesting. Yeah, I um, think we're getting better at it, but uh, so many... Hmm. People are raised with the idea that I got to figure it out myself. Yes, uh, yes. Rather absolutely. than get help and insights and expedite mm. your journey to improvement mm. Uh, mm, and 100%. your relation relationships with people and food and sex yes. and, and alcohol, All these et cetera, things. as you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I love absolutely. that. Um, like we can bust that paradigm that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to get insights to expedite yes, your journey. Yes, yes. That's right. I mean, I, I mean, in the UK, I think it's only in the last few years, it's, you know, the stigma around uh, counselling, psychotherapy is, has become a lot less. And, and But I know in a lot of parts of the country, even in, around the world, um, it still is kind of like that you should be, you're, you, you know, you should be strong and not need help. And it's just total fantasy that uh, anyone gets to be, you know, highly successful and, and highly happy as well without yeah. getting some help along the way, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, like we we all know a lot of rich, successful people that are unhappy. Uh, absolutely. So yeah. so there's there's more to success than uh, mm-hmm. just you know getting the title and the job and the money. The other thing that in, uh, really fascinated me about your insight is I like this idea of the twenty eighty or eighty twenty rule that mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we when we're out of energy or we get exhausted and tired, it's usually when we're not living to our purpose or our values. Uh, mm. And I liked your analogy of 20% of the time we're on values, 80% mm-hmm. we're just doing what we need to do. How do That's we flip right. that to get to 50-50? Even 50-50 even mm. would be better, right? And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what, what I found, and I've, you know, I've, I've you know, been listening to a lot of um, wise people as much as I can over the years. Um, Stephen Kotler comes to mind, The Art of Impossible, um, there was a lot of great insight in that and, and people that have overcome, you know, really severe, uh, illnesses and things where they didn't think they were going to recover. And then they've gone on and become, you know, world champions and things like people like Dan Millman, you might be aware of, and, and, uh, who I find, you know, really, really inspirational. Um, so I, you know, I think listen to, listen to your gut feeling and your intuition, do what feels better, even if logically, you know, it kind of says this, mm, this sounds risky, you know, kind of, well, do it safely as, as much as you can. Don't, you know, don't jump out the frying pan into the fire, but kind of do something 
something as much as you can uh, in as and as you know kind of practically possible way as you can um, and be disciplined so I, I like to practice um, karate I had, a, I had a big break during the sort of covid stuff uh, and only, only kind of recently kind of after a few years kind of went back to it because it was calling me just kind of the, the discipline and the kind of um, the practical application of that dedication and the routines I needed that to keep me grounded um, I think also like sleep you know is so important like when I was you know a lot younger I I used to always try and get as little sleep as possible to I felt like um I've got to you know get as much daytime out of my life because you know when I wake up tomorrow and I go somewhere I don't want to go then I've you know I wasted my an hour an extra hour of sleep why would I do that but actually the reverse is true you know like get the extra hour of sleep and you'll wake up feeling like you can actually you actually want to get out of bed especially if you're going to do something you really want to do even if you're going to do something that you don't love but is okay you're going to feel better about it if you had a if you you've had a bit more sleep some of the time so yeah i think listening to the body is really important listening to you know tune into your inner body wisdom what does your stomach say to you your, your gut you know your heart uh, your head of course sometimes um eat plenty of fresh fruit and vegetables as, as much as you can uh, and have lots of fun with with uh, people that you know that you really like who like you back and you know restorative recreational time you know go and see as much music as much theater as much sport as you can consume um you know and i think yeah committing to activities that are have a holistic element for me it's been like as i say karate uh meditation has been a big thing yoga sea swimming uh cold therapy and, and sort of wim hof uh, kind of practice was a, has been a big thing for a few years although i still i still don't like the cold but i like the i like the effect it has on me afterwards um making things with our hands or making you know musical instruments playing a music instrument or making something with your hands i think is that's what we have hands for i mean you know that's what we have Arms that we have, you know, we're not born to just sit at a keyboard or just raise children. You know, we're kind of, I believe we, we all have higher purpose than that, which is really, really unique to each of us to find and kind of do our best to hold on to as much as we can. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, when I was, some, most of my listeners know this story, but I, when I was 26 year, years old in my MBA program, mm -hmm. a bit of a mini crisis moving the family across the country, mm. I wasn't doing as well as I'd hoped. And, I went wow. down to the unfinished basement as a 26-year-old on a weekend after a bad test mm -hmm. and uh, wrote my purpose statement. And uh, I was reading Stephen Covey's work and mm -hmm. Habit 2, A Begin With End in Mind. And it was just a, uh, in hindsight, I didn't realize it at the time, but defining uh, who I wanted to be based on my past and my future self was such a powerful exercise. And led me to the career I chose in continuous improvement, led mm -hmm. me to do this, what we're doing right here today. Mm. And, you know, articulating mm. that brought such passion and energy and clarity that even mm. despite some of the setback, uh, I knew it was, you know, my calling, so to speak. And, and um, so I, I can relate to that idea of living that holistic life, living that life on value. Mm. Thank you for sharing mm. your insights on that. Oh, you're um, welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before we, before I lose, oh, go ahead. Did you have another comment? No, I was going to say, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it takes courage, doesn't it, to kind of, um, to live that way. And it's, it's not, it's, it's not easy. It's not the easiest path. Um, but, but I still think it's the, for most of us, you know, I mean, or at least if we're not doing a hundred percent, it would, you know, if working with, with a coach or, or a therapist around, 
you know, values around um, purpose, authenticity, you know, at least we know, okay, so I'm not living 100% authentically, but there's good reasons for that. You know, you might, you might have, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of money you need to bring in every month for, for the family. You might have particular problems in your family, which would mean that you were, you know, being arguably selfish to kind of just go off and pursue your career in acting or whatever it is, you know, but we can still do it as a, we should still be doing it as a hobby as much as we can, I think is the main point here. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the options are you can quit and, and start a new job that you feel is like on mm. your values, or you can live, you know, and find passion and purpose in some of the work, even if it's mm. you know, more mundane, mm. or as mm. you're pointing out, in your whole life. Like all, yeah. this isn't yeah. just about work. This is about living mm. holistically in mm. your whole life uh, yeah. to bring passion yeah. and energy. And in some ways, it, you know, if you take the money out of things, it makes things a lot more straightforward. If you just make music or you do sport or, or act or paint because you love it. And, you know, that whenever I try to work with musicians who works mainly for money, it's much harder because they're, they're not mm. focused on the passion of the music. They'll say, yeah, I really like your music, but I, I've been offered this gig for four times the money, you know, you know, somewhere else this weekend. Sorry, I can't help you. And it's like, I'm so glad I don't do that in a way, because to me, that's that's about money and i and i respect that choice and it's a very brave path to take but for me that's not music um and you know i i prefer to make music that i love and i know that less people will will love or even like but at least i know that you know i'm really really enjoying performing it when i'm when i am yeah well said that's a great example so let yeah. me just flip uh as you know this podcast is uh directly for entrepreneurs trying to grow mm. and scale and mm -hmm. and mm. so many of these entrepreneurs are um you know, working hard, working smart, mm. and mm -hmm. uh, they they have what I call high functioning anxiety, meaning they're mm. doing great things mm. in their life, but they got big scary goals and big scary things mm. in front of them, and there's a there's a stress and anxiety. How mm -hmm. how do you coach? What would you coach? You know, people that are successful but experiencing a high degree of stress and anxiety. Mm. What would you say to them, or what advice? Well, I mean. Everyone's everyone's different. So, but um, I mean, first I would say, you know, arrange arrange a, a talk with me. Um, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear someone's story first. You know, what what's what's been going on? Uh, what brought you there? Um, how did how did you how did you find yourself where you are? And and you know, making the 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 habits that you that you're making and how do they serve you? So, um, find out the story and find out. Uh, the story, what did they imagine uh, the story would be like if they were to, you know, wind back maybe 10 or 20 years? Uh, what, what would they, what would their younger self have said the story was going to be like now? And how does that compare? Um, and, you know, sometimes I, I use the magic wand question, you know, magic wand question. So if you, if you had a magic wand, what, and you, and you used, did a magic spell with it, you know, and you woke up tomorrow, what would be different? You know, let's imagine that, you know, you don't, you don't need money. So money's not, uh, the question here, you just can have a magic wand and you just go and do, uh, whatever you want to do every day. And it's, it's remarkable how many successful people I've worked with who don't actually know the answer to that, which really yeah. surprises me because I certainly yeah. do, you know, I, and, I, and maybe that's because I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but, um, but yeah, I'm surprised how many people sort of say, I don't know. And then they sort of digress into something else. Um, but I think there's a lot of, you know, things we can do around looking at comfort zone, um, values, uh, alignment, using things like there's a tool I use called SMART, which uh, comes from cognitive behavior therapy, which stands for, um, um, is it, um, oh, God, my mind's gone blank now. So SMART is specific, measurable, 
um, achievable, realistic, and time manageable. So any goal, whether it's big or small, if it can't, you know, if you can't tick all those five um, letters, I, I would ask questions around how are we gonna how are we gonna do that, or at least in the time frame perhaps that we're working in. You know, um, so I think it's important to keep things kind of real, but also kind of like you know, sort of dramatic as well at the same time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So you've yeah. talked about comfort zone a couple of times. Is it, mm. are you, are you suggesting to move out of your comfort zone or tell me more about what you're meaning there? Yeah, sure. So, so a comfort zone uh, is the part of us that kind of tries to keep us safe and feel, feel comfortable. Right. So, so, mm-hmm. you know, like if somebody says to us, would you like to come out and uh, check out this new, um, you know, let's say a new a new bar or something uh, at the weekend. I'm going to be there with some friends, and you know, you sort of think about showing up on your own. You get that feeling of, oh, do I want to go somewhere on my own? Um, uh, maybe I'll do it another time. I'm a bit tired, and we sort of, and our comfort zone tells us not to go. Uh, or if we override it and kind of say, oh, you know, I am feeling tired, but I'm going to go anyway, and then we go and we have a nice time. Our comfort zone kind of grows because we met new people, we had fun. Well, hopefully, we did some dancing and we we spoke some new, had some fresh conversation that hopefully enjoyable. So our comfort zone kind of grows out of that. We might wake up the next day and think, what am I going to do next? You know, or if you uh, do an audition or if you perform something a piece of music by yourself or a recital that's going to help your comfort zone to grow so the trick is to kind of do the opposite of what it tells you to as long as it's keeping you as long as you're safe right the main key here is you know you're not you're not making you know you're not gambling money that you can't afford to lose right you're not you're not um getting yourself into a potentially dangerous situation physically um you're you're simply doing something that makes you feel you create some butterflies in your stomach and you feel a bit nervous but you know that you can overcome those right so we want to ideally every week be be doing something that takes us out of our comfort zone slightly and i I think activities like sport um dancing uh, martial arts uh, performing um anything like that really kind of helps to grow the comfort zone because what it what it does is you start in a place where it's like I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can, I can, you know, score that goal. I don't think I can, you know, make, make that performance the way that somebody I admire does. And then when we get closer to it, it's like, wow, I, I kind of did kind of do it. Okay. It wasn't perfect. And, you know, I can see how I could improve it or, but you know, I did the best I could. And actually that made me feel really good. And people liked it. They clapped and they told me it was good. That, that made me feel really good. So we get this kind of like feedback from in external to internal self, right? That sort of tells us that was a good thing. And, and then we, we go to bed feeling good. We wake up feeling better than we did the previous day. Um, but it, it kind of retracts on itself. And if you don't keep it up, I, I used to go busking in public. And, and at first I found it you know, really, really scary. And, and, um, and for a while I gave myself the exercise of go and do it every day for a while. And by the end of the week, I didn't even think about performing. I just set up, I would, you know, get my drink and everything. I'd just sit there and just, and just start playing quietly. And as time went on, I just turned up the volume. People just walked past. Most of them didn't care. Occasionally someone came over and asked me about my, uh, you know, my uh, instrument or about what kind of music I was playing. And, and it just got easier and easier. Nothing bad ever happened. It was all in my head. In my head, it was like, this is unsafe. You're going to, you know, have a feel humiliated or someone's going to say something that's going to hurt your feelings none of those things ever happened you know <laughs> i love that example you know you're reminding me i let's step out of the entrepreneurial into parenting because what what i see some parents today and i'm, I'm the father of six uh mm. some parents today 
uh, sheltering. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, yes, yes, children yes, and yes. not letting them explore and try. Overprotecting, over, yeah, overprotecting, and because mm. oh, I don't want too much, too much anxiety. Oh, they're nervous about dancing, or they're nervous, you know. Yes, oh, you don't yes. have to, you don't have to do yes. it, or yes, about yes. a talk mm. in church or whatever it might be. But it's mm. a fine balance, balance, isn't mm. it? You know, when yes, to right. yeah, yeah. your children. Mm. It's okay to step out or, you know what? I know you're a little nervous. Just give it a try this once. Yeah. You know, how, do, yeah, yeah. how do you find that balance? <laughs> well, a parent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm also a parent as well. And uh, I mean, I only have one son, but, but, um, I, you know, I've, I've seen that. I mean, obviously, you know, some parents have children that are, their health isn't as good as others, right? And, and so, you know, so they, yeah. they, they unconsciously develop this sort of hyper vigilance, hyper kind of safety net type behavior. Yeah. But I, I've seen like some parents tell their, tell their kids not to like, you know, climb, like not to cl- climb over a fence to get into the playground, which for my son, when he was, you know, sort of a toddler was always the fun, the most fun bit, right? Like he would be like, you know, not going through the gate and, and leaping over or finding some other <laughs> way into the playground was for him the best bit. And, and I would encourage him to kind of explore that kind of, that kind of stuff. But I've, I've, we had friends who would be like, Oh no, you got to go to the gate dear and all this. And I'd be like, no, they don't like, that's the best bit, like getting over it and pretending <laughs> you're climbing into a space station or something you know it's just like you know sneaking in or james bond or whatever um so i think i think what would yeah play and fun is makes things so much easier if you get on stage or you get out into the arena and you're like you know you know i feel like i'm ready to have fun even if it doesn't go really really well even if this isn't my best game you know it doesn't matter i'm just gonna have the best fun i can have and make it as good as i can for everyone else make it a win for everyone that's i think that's a great philosophy then if it you know you don't have your best game you don't have your best performance you can say well i really put my my heart into it and i put as much fun into it as i could and that's all you can really do isn't it yeah yeah your 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 comment reminds me of the book on growth mindset uh, Mm -hmm. by the harvard harvard uh teacher and it's great insights for parenting and for leading people of you know it's not about winning all the time it's about learning Mm. and growing and if you can you can adopt that mindset you'll try things that you're not great at and absolutely you're nervous about and uh focus on so it's the right mindset uh to grow Mm. really Uh, love it paul love it hey paul uh this has been a fascinating chat i've loved it i love your insights um tell people where they can find you and what tools you have to help so yeah, so um, um, if you go to um, uh, mind body, don't say www.mindbodycounseling with two L's dot co dot uk, uh, and then the the second page is is forward slash um, um, coaching. Um, so yeah, on there you'll find all, all the stuff about my my coaching course and my coaching work. Um, you can subscribe, and I'll send you some free e guides around authenticity and purpose and then there's also a workbook that i'm working on which kind of goes a bit deeper into you know where your time is going where your energy is going and why and what you can do about that and then um yeah if you want to arrange arrange like a we can have a free free call on a phone to see you know get to know each other and see how we might get on uh, i'd totally be i'd love to do that as well so um so yeah and then work towards if, if the course is something you'd like to do that's something that goes on over three to six months depending on the individual and it's a real deep dive and spending uh, at least a couple of hours together every week and you know me sort of checking in with you about what are your goals today what are your goals this week uh, what do we need to talk about uh, what do you need from me? You know, how do I, uh, you know, how, how do you, how do you get the most out of me to make you, um, 
you know, get the, the best results out of the things that you're working towards so that it's not, um, it's not just like a sort of, you know, sort of toe dip. It's like, you know, really going into things and getting as much out of it as you can, um, which is what I absolutely love to do. And it's the, the best part of my job is just kind of getting people to where they want to be and to seeing, seeing how they look and, and talk to me after they've done something they didn't think they could do is absolutely one of the most, you know, best feelings in the world for me. Well done. Uh, love it, Paul. Appreciate it. And I'll put that website in the notes. And Thank you. As we yeah, thanks uh, for it. publish this on social media as well. Awesome. So, yeah. Hey, yeah, thank Paul, you so much, thanks Rick. for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Rick, for having me on. And it's been an honor to be a guest. And I uh, love the show. And um, yeah, keep in touch. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.